Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. Hey man. Hey, how's it going? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, good. I am very tired. But yeah, other you than that, seem tired man. You feel like mate, you've been quiet all day. I have been. I'm out of it. I don't know what's been going on. Just the last like week. I've just been like, man, I feel shattered. We need I'd... to pick you up dude. We're going live in like 20 minutes. I know. It's fine. The The podcast bit is way more chilled out. I can be relaxed for this one. And when <laughs> okay, we go, you're going to get <laughs> piped now. <laughs> At one minute two, I'll just slap myself across the face. And I'll be like, right, ready to go. Uh, so Ollie Davis is not here today because he's doing the AEW live stream this coming mm. Saturday uh, with Randy Andy Datsun. So uh, he's having his day off today. He's having his day in lieu today. Mm-hmm. So it's me and Pete doing the Raw review. I know, crazy. Which is very, very exciting. Oh, God, Raw was so much better than Smackdown. <laughs> I've been watching <laughs> with jealous eyes for ages when you guys are like, oh yeah, Raw was really good. And I'm going there like, well, maybe SmackDown will be good this week. No, nope, it's just <laughs> bad all the time. Well, but. let's get into that Raw review where we're going to be kicking things off talking about Seth Rollins's heel group. I called him a group of dickheads in the review because I don't know how <laughs> else to describe him. His, his heel group has potentially got a new member or maybe more members we'll soon see. Here is the show. to this show. Mm. Um, it was start- it kicked off for the, the, the top of the hour with Randy Orton and Kevin Owens. Um, Randy Orton came out for more of his, you know, I'm, I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did, but you will never understand why I did what I did. Brilliant work by Randy and all of this. Mm-hmm. I really, really like his stuff. And he uh, gets interrupted by Kevin Owens. Crowd mm-hmm. won edge. Owens came out instead. And Owens made the point that Hey, you know, when I was watching WWE, I was on the independent scene. I was, you know, watching live when Edge had to retire. I was already wrestling by that point, but I knew that I would never get to be in the ring with him. 
So when he came back to the Royal Rumble, I was just watching as a fan. I, I even forgot what my number was. I was just excited to get in the ring and wrestle Edge. And you've taken that away, mm-hmm. you big, big meanie. <laughs> um, and they essentially set themselves up for a match later on that evening. Yeah. It was the main event of the show. Um, and I want to say, actually, I thought Owens was brilliant in that opening set. He was fantastic, especially because the crowd reacted huge for him because Canada's own, and we were in Winnipeg for the show. Canada. Uh, so, yeah, he got massive reaction. He played off the crowd really well, fired up when he was talking about Edge taking everything back and all that stuff. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic in that opening segment. So, so good. And then we got this quite fun main event of Kevin Owens versus um, yeah, Randy Orton. And Rollins and his disciples come down to the ring, all smug and that, surround the ring. They get jumped by the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. They all brawl. But Rollins remains at ringside. And Rollins is constantly interfering in this match, mm-hmm. constantly tripping Owens, really setting him up as the man who's coming back from uh, you know, the odds stacked against him, which he's been doing really, really well for the last few weeks. And at the end of this, Randy Orton hits the draping DDT on him. And the ref fast counts it. It was such was a it. quick three. And what I loved about this is Randy Orton just stares a hole into this referee. And Rollins looks surprised. The crowd looked really confused. The commentators yeah. sound confused. They played this up like it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. They yeah. played this like it was a, a total botch. And they actually, credit to this company as well. Credit to, you know, the Heyman and the creative team here. And, you know, Vince McMahon. But they kind of half set this up earlier in the night because this is a new ref. This is a mm-hmm. ref from Evolve. But he refed a couple of matches earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was just out for this main event. They yeah. peppered him throughout the show. So when he was there, he didn't feel like he was a new thing. Yeah. It, it's such a really great attention to detail that matters for stuff like this. Because I can remember there was uh, the storyline involving Brad Maddox all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he started, uh, he was you know a crooked referee on Raw. And then they had him refing the Hell in a Cell match between CM Punk and Ryback. And I was like, oh. That's Brad Maddox. There's going to be some wonky officiating in this match, and then it happened, and it wasn't as surprising. So when you have these this, these little details of you know we've we've already seen this referee do some refereeing before, then it makes it a lot more surprising. It's great. And they, I totally bought that this was a botch. Mm. I'd already started to write in my notes like yeah. you know possible headlines, WWE botch uh, things because that always goes over quite well for thumbnails and titles. But no, it wasn't. It was all by design. So the ref- I, I, I quickly realized that it was you know, a work when the referee just stayed at ringside and they started to do other stuff. Because I was like, mm-hmm. there's still like 20 minutes left in the show. <laughs> yeah. um, and so Rollins slides in chairs from Randy Orton. Owens fights him off. And he gets outside and he attacks the referee. And he throws him back inside to reveal that the ref was wearing a Seth Rollins t-shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. And Rollins is shouting on the ramp. It's got nothing to do with me. I don't know who he is. This has got nothing to do with me. Basically what he's doing with AOP. Mm-hmm. And Owens gives him the stunner, gives the referee the stunner, power bombs him through a table, the crowd goes home very, very happy, everyone has a lovely time. So I loved this. Mm-hmm. I thought this was absolutely brilliant. Yep. And I thought everyone played their part very fantastically. But I also love what this potentially sets up. This potentially sets up that Rollins's heel group now has their own Nick Patrick. They've probably got, you mm-hmm. know, they've got their own little heel referee. Or, and this is what I prefer is that Rollins' influence is spreading to more than just the wrestlers. Yes. So it's not just AOP and it's not just I'm not your Buddy Murphy guy. It is referees. You could extend it to timekeepers. You can extend mm-hmm. it to the commentators. Like Jerry is more or less already on Rollins' side. Yeah. You could have planted fans in the ring. Mm-hmm. It is, it's not a new member of the group. It's just his influence is spreading out further. I'd really, really like it 
where if his influence was spreading like that, that the fans almost got and whoever else has been influenced by his reach just kind of gets like slightly more and more like like a rabid fan base and you see like one week there'll be a fan planted fan that jumps the barricade and goes to assault Kevin Owens because he's just so you know taken by what Rollins has to say wearing Rollins merch exactly yeah, yeah. wearing Rollins merch and then like in more weeks you start there's like a a, a, a a gaggle of people that are waiting outside like in the parking lot waiting for Owens to turn up or like it just escalates into this kind of like movement more than just like Rollins preaching to two people. Yeah. I'd really like that. If that's the way this is going, this is a great way to start it. And you can have like, because if that's something that you can organically get over, um, you know, having like you said, planted fans in the arena, like possibly mm -hmm. you can then extend that into your actual audience there because you would then get groups of people showing up being we are believers. Mm. You know, we are, they're all showing up in their matching Seth Rollins merchandise, so it's all the merchandise yeah. money, yeah. signs that I'm a believer, I believe in the Monday Night Messiah. And that, 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 I think that sort of makes the group even even better, really. And it, yeah. it, it's way to actually extend this feud out longer because we'd, I, I'm going to guess we're heading towards Owens and Rollins at WrestleMania. I think so, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they could, I mean, it's going to be tough because they've got a fair number of weeks to get this out, but you could easily get this through to WrestleMania and then move Seth on to Drew McIntyre after that. And mm -hmm. then, like, Seth going up against Drew McIntyre with all of these other moving parts of potential crooked referees, timekeepers, mm. commentators, technicians, writers, you know, anyone sort of in the backstage area. I think there's a lot of scope to be done here. Yeah, yeah, I, I would really like this this to go in a very kind of culty direction where Rollins is uh, using his influence in almost like a, maybe, you know, people have to come out and say like a, a declaration to him, things like that. So it just escalates and get more and more kind of this imagery that is very kind of uncomfortable and it gets more and more uncomfortable as the weeks go on. I think it would be great and it sets him up. Uh, one, amazingly for this feud with Owens, and especially heading into WrestleMania, it's it. imagine the entrance he could have if he's got all his followers oh, behind him. Yeah. All these, like, hundred people just come out with him on the stage, and he's you know, gives a sermon before the match, or something like that. I think it sets him up great for WrestleMania, but it also sets him up great after WrestleMania, because then he's still got all this tangible stuff, unless, you know, they want to have some sort of story where... He's revealed to be some sort of fraud or, mm. you know, the people turn his back on him or yeah. something like that. Uh, but I would, I would only have that happen, you know, months down the line. I wouldn't have that happen anywhere, anywhere near now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. It sets him up great for the Owens feud. It sets him up great for a potential one with, you know, McIntyre afterwards. It's great. I love this. I love this so much. What a turn of events. I know. <laughs> I didn't know. Like, How crazy. He look, it's, literally, it was October last year. Mm. So it's like five months ago. We were talking about how we were just sick and tired of this guy. Because, and through no fault of his own, no. apart from his well, very bad Twitter game, his yeah. very bad interview game, he was being booked very, very poorly. Yeah. His 2019 booking is remarkably terrible. It's awful. Because he started off really strong, winning the Royal Rumble and beating Brock, and then Brock won the title back, and then he beat Brock for the title again, but his whole, that whole second feud was based around, I don't know if I can beat you. It's like, mate, you beat him at Mania. You beat yeah. him a couple of months ago. Like, you can believe you can win. And then Brock just wins a different title. Yeah. So like Rollins' whole trajectory last year made no sense. Yeah. Then you couple that with all the Fiend stuff and having him cry in the corner. I, nothing they did was working for him. No. But that fan reaction of turning on him, they've just gone with that angle. They've just they've gone with that wave of negative momentum. 
and have turned this into absolute gold. I I, th they always do it, and I will give WWE credit for doing this all the time. Whenever their backs are against the wall, whenever they're against the ropes, somehow, some way, they always seem to just pull something out of nowhere yeah. that is just genius. Uh, and I don't know whether whose idea it was for this. I don't know whether this was a Rollins or a Heyman or a McMahon thing, but whoever it was, big thumbs up because this is great. Big big thumbs up. Really to you. like it. And actually, do you know what? It, uh, I've said in my review, which you can go and watch on uh, once you've watched this, of course. Um, that I wasn't really sure how I was scoring this episode. Mm. You know, we'll talk about that more later in the show, but I was kind of like, it, was, you know, it wasn't a particularly blow-away episode of the show, not compared to what we've had since before the Royal Rumble and after mm. the Royal Rumble. Like, last week's was the first average episode. Yeah. And I thought this week was also an average episode, but it was still very, very good because the Drew promo was great and some of the wrestling was awesome. Mm -hmm. But actually, this twist really did push it over the edge for yeah. me. And I was like, do you know what? This actually... It's made me so excited for next week's show. Mm. And it's also made me really excited for WrestleMania. I'm less excited for Super Showdown because that very much feels like a SmackDown show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as someone who has to review SmackDown every week, I'm also not excited for Super Showdown. So, yeah. The big Raw matches between Brock Lesnar and Ricochet, they were like... <laughs> They were the like segments next to each other <laughs> and never interacted. Like they couldn't care less about that show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, pod swafters. If you're listening to this right now, I want you to take a second and look down. When was the last time you shaved your junk? been a while don't lie so let's thank today's sponsor manscaped for holding people like you accountable to getting rid of the funk and shave your junk regular listeners to this show will remember my shaving mishap story there's still a tiny bit of blood on my bed sheets but that won't happen again thanks to manscaped's advanced skin safe technology they've also got anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer i mean i put deodorant on my body so 
guess I should put some on the smallest part of my body, right? Smelliest. Sorry, what? The, the script said smelliest, you said smallest? Oh, oh, can we get a retail? And when you purchase the new Perfect Package 3.0 kit at manscaped.com, for a limited time only, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag worth $39, and the high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WRESTLETALK at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D dot com with the code WRESTLETALK to get 20% off and free shipping. Support WrestleTalk, support Manscaped, support your balls, and use the code WRESTLETALK at manscaped.com. Your neat and tidy balls will thank you. Right, let's shout out some Patreon Pledge Hammers! Hell yeah. If you want to become a Patreon Pledge Hammer, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and you can donate at any dollar amount and you can support this channel. If you donate at the $25 amount, you get your name shouted out. Our review of Elimination Chamber 2014 went up last week and this coming Friday we'll see the release of our monthly drunk cast where we just, it's, it's been described as unlistenable, inaudible. Yep. My wife has just told me now she, she's just not going to listen to it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it is, you're really selling it there. It's great. People drink and just talk about nonsense for about two hours. It is a sweary show it's as well. It's a sweary show. It's a, very sweary. Yeah. Laurie, Especially not, on the last one. Sea-bombs <laughs> were just dropping everywhere. <laughs> Left, right and centre. So it's a very, very sweary show. It's a lot of fun. Um, but it is at times because we do a lot of karaoke. <laughs> yep, also happens. It's very bad. Anyway, yeah. so let's shout out some of our $25 and above pledge hammers. These are our last ones for this month, and we're kicking off with a doozy. It's Xandermania running wild. Xandermania, woo! And you get your own cheap pop. Uh, Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain Jew. Nice, hey, lovely good. stuff. In my veins, Viper Alistar. In my veins. He's no jackass, Dano. Yes, lovely stuff. Shield Maiden, the Zornis. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> this is a good one. I'm so glad I get this one. How do you like them apples, Marcel Dura? Hey, that's good. He suggested Swabby and Pasta Guy, and I was like, no, no, it's absolutely being, not. It's all being about apples. Yep. Uh, the D. John Mustard. Still one of my favorite names. Amazing. Uh, he's a very good boy, Pharaoh. He's a very good boy. Hey, he's scared, a very good boy. Scared of Pyro, though. Yeah. Uh, Joe Janella. Janella is money. <laughs> I think it's Gianella. Sorry. It's oh, <laughs> a new one. It's a new one. Sorry. Joe Gianella <laughs> is money. There we go. Sorry, like, Mella is money, but not. And finally, always leave the... <laughs> <laughs> He's only just seen it. <laughs> Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Stuff. Very good. Yeah, thank you. First up, on the subject of the new Seth Rollins group leader, the big dog 2383 Acosta, catchy, uh, says, uh, I'm joking, of course. I honestly thought this was supposed to be uh, for a Montreal screw job. Oh, that like the fast counting ref is like a throwback to the Montreal mm. screw job. Because I guess Winnipeg, Montreal, basically the same place. Yeah, I mean, in, it's in Canada. Yeah, yeah, WWE's term is like Canada is one town. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's I mean, what second largest country in the world? I mean, to be honest, they did the same thing with the, like the UK. That's like, true. If you, yeah. you know, it is just you are England here. In fairness, we're smaller than one state. We, so granted, but it's like London and Manchester are very different oh, yes. places. Yes, they but are. But like in WWE's mind, it's like no, no, no. You are all London, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the big dog again said, also, I realized the ref had to be with Seth when the ref kept asking if Rollins was okay. The ref asked Rollins to be okay about three or four times. Yes, yeah, so after mm. the match, like he got out of the ring and was just checking on Rollins because Owens had kicked him off the uh, ring apron and he like cracked the back of his head on the barricade. Really, really good stuff from that referee. Yeah, uh, great. Jose Quinde, I want Rollins to have no idea what happens. It's just people are doing things for him without his knowledge. Uh, is Thursday all day live with the Super Show? <laughs> On your first point, I love that, yeah. Rollins, that would be great. Rollins didn't hire this ref. Mm. It's just the ref's bought into the Monday Night Messiah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's a, a brilliant idea, so, and I want them to follow through with it on a much bigger scale. Yes. It'd be great. Um, so yeah, so the Thursday uh, mm. schedule Oof. is currently... It's <laughs> a busy one. It's a busy one. So, Ollie and I are having the morning off. And we're coming in for three to do the AEW review. So you're going to be doing the news episode. News. And you're coming in covering but AEW and NXT, right? Sure. I don't, well, that's what Ollie said to me the other day. I don't sure. know if they're full reviews or just recaps. I'll probably check the highlights and tell you what happens. Because <laughs> it's time. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to be doing Super Showdown after that. And then we're going to be doing the usual, in case you missed it, and review episodes after that. But crucially, we don't think there's going to be an NXT review this week just because we don't want to overload the channel with so many videos. Mm. That's the problem we sort of face in the YouTube algorithm. Like YouTube don't like it if you load like they. Well, with what we've been told is that they don't like you loading more than three videos in a twenty-four hour period. And Pretty we're, much, we're about to do five videos yeah. in like six hours, <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. Which is very, very bad. Yeah. So, and that not only includes Friday afters where you've got the review and you've got uh, the live review and uh, a news episode. So mm-hmm. there's just going to be too much content going there. Yeah, especially. And, and we don't really feel like we can drop AEW either because it's the go-home show for Revolution. Yeah. So it's a really important show yeah. that we need to review. So and Charlotte's going to be on NXT this week. Not that you would know by watching Raw because I didn't mention it. So. <laughs> uh, but I've got a theory on that. We'll come to you later. Nate drops surname. So will KO be suspended for assaulting in a Official to extend this out to mania. Also, headline should be Drew shoots hard on three. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know because I don't know whether it's going to be. I I think this story would be hampered if Owens got suspended for assaulting an official. However, it would be inconsistent for him not to be. So I I would like it to just be he was fined. Move on. Not a suspension, not like, oh, he's got this thing to do now because he did this thing to the ref. It's just like, you're like oh, yeah, he got reprimanded for it. Anyway, move on. Let's focus on other things. Yeah. Because uh, I think it would really just hamper the story. It doesn't really add anything to it. Because you just get into the murky territory of like, oh, the authority is holding me down again and all that stuff, which is not what the story's about. No. Um, and yeah, Drew did shoot hard on 3MB. <laughs> yes, he Quite did. rightly so. It was great. And Dina Cisse, um, Rollins, stop it. Kevin, that is a good human... Okay, so... This is where you, it's okay, so Rollins is saying this. Yeah. Stop it, Kevin. That is a good human being. You have a problem with him. You have one with me. Also, Rollins, I have no idea who that is. Never seen him in my <laughs> life. Always, those are so hard to read out. Like, yeah. they work written down, but as soon as you have to say them out loud, I, know, yeah. I think all the context gets lost. Show opened with uh, 
Kevin Owens and Randy Orton, as we uh, previously discussed. Did you see the sign that said, Raw is Mario? So No. <laughs> it was the Raw logo. Yeah. It said, is M-A-R, with also in sort of the Raw style, yeah. dot, 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 E-O, and a picture of Mario wearing a WWE Championship. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Artistic flair. But also, it's not pronounced Morio. <laughs> <laughs> Raw is Morio. <laughs> It's, it's Mario. <laughs> it's Mario. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got uh, the recap of Randy Orton attacking <coughs> Edge, yada, yada, yada. Uh, then we got uh, Caruso backstage with Zelina Vega and Angel Garza. Caruso, my love. Uh, and she said that they're going to get rid of Umberto so that Garza can be a top guy on Raw. And Garza kisses Charlie on the hand and said, you can't mix, mix business with pleasure, but it's always a pleasure doing business with you. Yeah. Literally the most charming man in the world. I love him so much. I love Angel Garza. Look at me and my snarky notes here. Owens versus Orton gets officially announced. That's got DQ written all over it. Oh, <laughs> they did weren't it. you wrong? I know, they did that sort in, of. Did it in a different match, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, then we got Carrillo versus Garza doing lovely lucha things. <laughs> what a match oh, this was. This is so good. This is so good. Because almost instantly, because they were putting over that they are real life cousins, which they are, which is great. Also, I noticed that the whatever relative they've got in common. Grandfather, I want to say, wrestled as Umberto Garza, which I oh, thought was really nice. That's lovely. So then they, took, but they each took part of their name, but in different ways, which is great. Oh, God, you nice boys. I oh, know, they're great. Uh, but they, yeah, they do some lovely lucha flippy things. And straight away, they were putting over how well they know each other because they're cousins. And they both get into this thing where they've locked legs and then they get up into like a headstand while still their legs are locked. And then they just start slapping each other while upside down. Like, what is happening? It was great. It was remarkable. Such a good spot. I loved it so much. This was a, an absolutely brilliant match. And the finish was also great as well. Mm. There's a wonderful like pinning sequence with Gaza eventually getting the pin. So Korea doesn't lose anything in that match because it was just that one, that one pin was better than the other pins. Any other day, it could have gone. It could have gone the other way. Absolutely. I thought this was a great match, a great finish. And next week, we get the return of Andrade. Um, and he returns this Thursday because the suspension is lifted. Mm -hmm. And the return of Rey Mysterio, who is also returning on Thursday unceremoniously <coughs> from his, you know, DDTs of the concrete, because mm -hmm. um, he's now part of the Super Mario Kart Trophy yes. tournament. Yeah, gauntlet, match. gauntlet Mountain Trophy. Yep. Instead of Rusev. Yes, um, who's just been taken out for reasons. Just been taken out. Apparently it was his call. That's the report from Meltzer. That supposedly. Supposedly, uh, yeah, Rusev made the decision not to go. Yeah, so we don't know whether it was uh, whether a case of whether he, was <coughs> whether he was never going or last minute he was like, actually, don't feel it. Yeah. Um, but, but it is worth noting this is the second pay-per-view he's been pulled from yes. in 2020 because he was also pulled from the Royal Rumble. To, like, on mm. the day they, you know, they announced mm -hmm. he's not in the match. Yeah. Um, but anyway... This was a great match. Fantastic. Someone in the comments of the video suggested that uh, the WrestleMania um, sort of like United States Championship match is Andrade defending against Rey Mysterio, Angel Garza, and Umberto Carrillo in a fatal four-way. Like that is, that's all the flips. That's beautiful. Uh, yes, please. Uh, and yeah, we're getting the four of them in action next week because it's going to be Umberto and Rey versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Yeah. Andrade and Angel Garza. The um, most handsome tag team ever. I don't want any, I don't want conflict between them. No. No, no. Like, I don't want Andrade to come back and be like, Cillian Vega, you've got a new, mm -hmm. ooh, I am jealous. Yeah. No, I want Andrade to come back being like, look how great this dude is. Right. And Angel Garza is like, look how amazing this dude is. I and, know. And Cillian Vega's like, look how great my dudes are. <laughs> 
and they're a wicked friendship tag team. A handsome so tag good. team. That is so what I would good. like. Because then you've got another tag team on your hands. That's another tag team for the tag division as well. Absolutely. She's looking really good right now. Um, uh. They recap uh, Becky versus Shayna, just so we know who's winning the Elimination Chamber. Um, <laughs> found this absolutely <laughs> ridiculous they're like so we've got drew mcintyre versus brock lesnar at wrestlemania and uh, uh, ricochet we've got <laughs> becky lynch versus Shayna baszler and it's elimination yeah. match weather. yeah it's ridiculous that they're promoting these matches <laughs> and they've not even been decided yet um and then we've got ricochet versus luke gallows so this was a response to him beating anderson last week mm -hmm. um so quite a short match ricochet like you know came back from underneath being beaten up to the smaller guy um hit this Absolutely humongous shooting star press for the win. Huge. He went like three quarters of the way across the ring. It was it was brilliant. It was amazing, yeah. And uh, ironically, he was way more successful at that shooting star press than Brock Lesnar was. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's why uh, Paul Heyman was watching this backstage as well. At obviously, at a weird angle, doing some scouting, and he really liked the end of that match. And he was like, "Huh, shooting star press. That's how you do it." This uh, yeah. and yeah, Heyman watching that screen was about the only build that Super <laughs> Showdown got for Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Because then Heyman comes out, oh, like God. Heyman and Brock come out in the next segment, and they say Ricochet might win. He's not going to. It's going to be Brock versus Drew at WrestleMania. Yeah. And also, Lesnar's going to beat Drew McIntyre. But did you know Drew McIntyre is going to WrestleMania? Because he's going to beat him. It's going to be Lesnar versus McIntyre, and Lesnar's going to win. And also, Lesnar will beat McIntyre. Definitely McIntyre, though, that we're building to, and not Ricochet. Yeah, I've read it here. They laughably tried to build a WWE Championship match. But like, without Ricochet coming out mm -hmm. and having a face-off with Brock Lesnar, the segment falls flat. Yeah. There's, he was literally there. Like, there's no heat there's at no, all for this. That's exactly it. There's no heat for it. Mm. Because Ricochet has not been involved with Lesnar stuff since he won the Triple Threat. They have been in two separate universes mm -hmm. that are now about to collide in what will be a very good match. I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be a very quick match. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not Kofi levels of quick. It's not going to be a few <laughs> seconds, but I think, mm. I think it will be... A minute and a half tops. Ooh, I thought because it's because Saudi shows are long. Mm. Saudi shows go long. That's true. I'm thinking this this is going to get maybe not AJ Bryan mm -hmm. levels of time. I don't think they're going to get 20 minutes, half an hour. But I could see them getting 10 minutes out of this. Mm -hmm. 10, 10 to 15 minutes. That would be good. I a, would love that. A lot of Brock just throwing him around and then Ricochet making a big comeback at the mm -hmm. end and yeah. then F5s and Brock wins. Yeah, but I, I think this, I think this could be quite good. Yeah, it's just I think the build for it has been laughably bad. Yes. Um, but just slightly before that, we did get the OC arguing backstage, mm. um, and then Alistair Black walks past them, and the OC <laughs> attack him and throw him into a door, and Black sells it like he's been you know concussed. And, mm -hmm. But this is like I mean, this is a storyline for Alistair Black guys. Mm -hmm. This is not just he is having matches with Buddy Murphy. This is like an actual storyline. Rejoice! With characters. I know, it's crazy. Um, but it is <laughs> a comment that really made me laugh in left on my video that I posted up was just like, Alistair Black was just walking through the corridor, got beaten up. This is why he stayed for so long in the cupboard. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's like I'm just gonna stay in here because when I walk through the hallways, I just get my ass kicked. That's amazing. Yeah, Un unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, His selling of that attack was quite extensive. Bearing in mind, this attack was about 10 seconds. It was the three of them going, 
punching a little bit, yeah. and then he got thrown into a door. No, and it didn't look like particularly brutal. It wasn't like head first or anything. He just kind of went, ugh, against it and was on the floor. And then he was selling it like he'd been in a half an hour match already. It was insane. And he came out to do his entrance for his match next uh, against Eric Rowan. And he still did the whole entrance up, which is really weird when you see him beforehand. And then he does the entrance. It's like, so when did he get on the board thing? Where is that in the continuity of this? It was weird. But then he came out and then he like stumbled off it. And he was limping to the ring and holding his ribs. And he was really overselling it for a very small attack. But... It played into a story, so yeah. that's okay. I really like this. I really liked how like he went to go. He didn't do his usual like roll-in entrance. Mm -hmm. He went to do it and then realized actually, oh, owie, he can't do that. Yeah. So I'm just going to step through the ropes. But I'm still going to sit. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down to yeah. complete this entrance. I actually really like this, and it played very much into the match of him playing sort of like the wounded animal that mm -hmm. Rowan could smell blood for. Um, Rowan works over Black for a long time. He then makes a comeback, and Rowan still like. He decimates this dude, like power bombs him into the ring post on the outside and then gets distracted because he charges at Black and Black moves out of the way. So he clatters into the steps and his cage falls over. And so he gets distracted by the cage, gets back in the ring, gets hit by the Black Mass a couple of times and Black wins. Mm -hmm. I don't think uh, Rowan is going to do very well in the trophy tournaments no. on Thursday. No. Um, but I did like, I'd like a lot of this. And afterwards, he was interviewed by Not Renee and he said that he'll uh, show his rage to AJ Styles next week. Yeah. I really liked his angry persona after the match when he was in the interview saying, I'm going to show AJ what it's like next week. Uh, I'm going to fight him next week. It's going to be great. I would have preferred it. I, I did really enjoy this match, and I thought Roman's offense and like almost like the, the amount of destruction that he did on uh, Black was awesome, and Black's comeback was great as well. I love seeing uh, a babyface Black comeback. It's awesome. Um, but I would have preferred it if... I think some of that rage that he was talking about, we kind of saw a bit more of it in the match. Mm. He didn't really look angry in the match. He just looked a little bit in pain. So I think if he had, when he did his babyface comeback, he should have done one babyface comeback, knee, 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 black mass, black mass, no get up, black mass, knee again, yeah, I don't okay, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like really like angrily taking him down. And then he can go to the rage and be like, right, I'm angry. I'm pissed off and I'm going to show AJ what it's like next week. I just feel like we didn't see. He said like, I think the question she asked was, how did you overcome that despite being a tap point? He was like, unbridled rage. I was like, well, if we could have seen that in the match, that would have been nice. But having said that, it's a story. I'm not going to complain too much. Yeah. Really looking forward to that next week. Yeah, so. we're getting AJ Styles versus Alistair Black oh, next man. week, which I'm super looking forward to. As we were saying earlier, one of the great things about Raw at the moment is it makes me excited for next week's show. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to tune in every single week. I'm really hoping, <laughs> weirdly, I'm hoping that match ends in a DQ. Because I want it to be Alistair Black versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Pretty please. Yeah, well, I think we're going to get Styles Undertaker. Yeah, I know. Like, this is like AJ's going to win the cup on Thursday and then probably mm. beat Black next week, or, like yeah. the first person to beat him. Unless they want to kind of be, like artificially extend that out, sort of post Elimination Chamber. Or it's going to be a Black Styles Undertaker triple threat. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> I tried. Um, former WWE star Tyson Fury got a promo package next <laughs> because he did a boxing thing over the weekend. Which I believe he was successful in doing. He was, yes. I don't know what it was. Um, this, what came next was probably my favourite thing on the show. Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre had this sit-down interview with Charlie Caruso. Now, there's been a report last week that um, Jerry Lawler said this, that um, the, they're not doing as many scripted promos mm -hmm. uh, on WWE shows anymore. Yeah. And there are some people, when they cut promos, you're like, that is a scripted promo. Like, when Ricochet does it, it's like, well, that's a scripted promo. When Liv cuts hers, that is a scripted promo. 
But there are certain people like Drew, like Randy, like Kevin Owens, Asuka, who don't feel like they're doing scripted promos. Mm -hmm. And this here from Drew did not feel like a scripted promo. This wasn't someone wrote down, this is how you feel about this match. Mm -hmm. This was Drew telling me how he feels about this match and about this opportunity that he's been given. Yeah. He talks about how when he debuted in 2009, he was supposed to be the chosen one. Vince McMahon had handpicked him to be the chosen one. Um, but instead, he failed and he was part of 3MB, which was a joke act. Mm -hmm. And then he was fired. Yeah. So he went to the Indies, he completely grafted, he reinvented himself and came back to NXT, won their championship, debuted on the main roster, and a couple of years later eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble and is now headlining WrestleMania. It was such a good story. It was an amazing promo from Drew. It was real, it was heartfelt, it was terrific. Yeah, I loved this so much. Drew comes across, and I know you've said this on previous weeks, as so likable and so genuine with what he's saying. It's, it's infectious, and by the end of the interview, I was smiling for his story. I was like, man, that's really, that's great. Yeah. That's emotions. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I really liked as well in this that they didn't shy away from any of McIntyre's previous history of being the chosen one and 3MB and all that stuff and how it didn't work beforehand and how bad 3MB was because they were bad. I know I'm going to get heat for that because some people like them retroactively, I think, but still. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, it's basically wrestling memes was the only person at the time <laughs> who liked it. Um, but yeah, just to have that whole history of McIntyre actually laid out in an interview, instead of like, you know, the people who are more in the wrestling now have been watching for a long time, maybe some newer viewers won't know this whole history of Drew. We had so, a podcast emailer who said they only started mm. watching in 2012, so they, would have had, they wouldn't have seen the, mm. they would have only known him as the air guitar guy. They yeah. wouldn't have seen chosen one. Yeah, exactly. So to have the whole history, or even before that, if anyone had only seen NXT Drew or main roster Drew or anything like that, to have the whole history of his arc in WWE laid out in an interview, complete with video clips and all that stuff. Yeah. It wasn't just him talking the whole time. It was a really nice illustration of how far he's come, how much he's reinvented himself, and how much this WrestleMania main event was him working for it, which is a really easy babyface thing to get behind. This was a masterful interview. It was great. I think it particularly, uh, I mean, it, it probably helps because we are British, you know, uh, yeah. and you know, Drew is a fellow Brit. And his reinvention was on our shores. Mm. So I think that's, I'm, I'm wondering if that is part of the reason why we're so much into Drew. But I also think it's because he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the main thing, is he's fantastic. He's a terrific wrestler. He's a terrific promo. He has got a great look to mm -hmm. him. And he's such a nice guy. Yeah. And it has been, it's been brilliant to actually have watched him come back to, to, to Britain a, a, you know, a defeated man, he, he didn't make it out in the States and then completely made it here and was one of the real figureheads of, you know, the sort of reinvention of the British wrestling scene. That mm -hmm. A lot of people have been doing amazing work in the sort of like the 10 years prior to that. I just think he is a, he's a one of a kind kind of guy and I'm really, really chuffed for him. I cannot wait to see him win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Yep, let's hope he does. <laughs> uh, let's hope know. he does. Also, if you are a fan of funny stories, I highly recommend uh, going back into our podcast feed archives um, to the Royal Rumble review between um, Ollie and Adam Blompier. Because mm. Blompier tells the story about when he and Pachiti found out that Drew had signed with NXT. Yes, it's a great story. Because he was still WCPW champion <laughs> at the time. <laughs> 
It's a very, very good story. <laughs> Amazing. Um, right, uh, on to other things. Our truth was in the ring. Um, he likes true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that true guy. <laughs> um, and he brings out Lashley and Lana for an interview. But Lana says, we're not here for this stupid talk show. Truth wants to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Lashley doesn't. He, they, he wins a match. It's a very, <laughs> very quick segment. Yeah. Um, I thought when he said, I'm going to bring out WWE's power couple, he mm -hmm. was going to bring out Mojo and Riddick Moss. That's very good, actually. That's yeah. where I thought this was going. Yeah. But no, it was, I guess, to set up the trophy match on Thursday? They're both in the gauntlet. Is our truth in it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get. I guess maybe that will be the the first two people are Lashley and Truth, and it will be like a repeat of this, except he'll go for the spear and Truth will dodge it this time. Oh, bugger! I picked Truth to go up first. So if I bugger, I didn't say Truth is going to win. No, I no, think no, he'll no. dodge the spear. No, no. But I've literally picked him to like be first eliminated as my bonus points. Yeah. That, that's what I think as well. I think I still oh, think it's going to be those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. But Truth will get. He'll do one more move and it'll be like, gotcha, and then Lash will be like, no. And then like spear him <laughs> again or like dominate him or whatever he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, more recaps of Shader and Becky, just so we know who's winning the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. And then we got that Elimination Chamber contract signing mm. where everyone was made to look like a geek apart from Shayna Baszler. <laughs> and and Asuka, in fairness. So Asuka gets an entrance. Natalia yes. gets an entrance. Mm -hmm. Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Wright get jobber entrances. It's all done through the ad break. Asuka then cuts a promo. She counts and says, there's only five people here. Where's Shayna? I want Shayna. And Jerry says, like, well, she's here, but I don't know where she is. And then awkwardly, he gets... So they're, they're on these two tables that are sort of like... And are sort of I'm make, glad you're bringing other. this up, because I was going to. And then he passes... And so Asuka is sat next to uh, Sarah Logan. No, no yes. So, yeah, yeah. So he gives the contract to Sarah Logan to sign. Mm -hmm. But rather than passing it to Asuka... <laughs> or Ruby Riot, who is next to Sarah, he takes it from that table and moves it to another table. He moves it away from people. <laughs> so that Natalia can sign it, and then Liv can sign it, so that Liv can walk around and give the contract to Ruby. It was so clunky, it, it was McClunky, and <laughs> hilarious, really, really made me laugh. Because this brand, this company, this company, could give less of an F about this Liv and Ruby feud. Oh, God, it has, like, did it even start? Like, it, like, it had the one angle, and then they were like, nah. <laughs> like, you haven't even done anything with it. What has Ruby done since that? She's done nothing, and Liv has done nothing since that. They've just cut bad promos. They've got some internet stuff about Ruby having green hair now. Like, that's it. Internet stuff does not count. No. Like, it, this has been... They don't care. No. This isn't going to be a WrestleMania match. This no. isn't going to be a match at, well, we haven't got another pay-per-view, I guess. Elimination Chamber. Obviously, they're in the chamber. because they're in the chamber. Yeah, they'll but. have a bit in the chamber. But like this, this is not a WrestleMania feud. No. And they are treating it as such. <laughs> and it is. Bunkers. And then, like, uh, and, and then Shayna comes out through the crowd like an effing boss. <laughs> Like, she just looks so much cooler than every other one of these geeks that were sat around this table. She just gets in, signs, and then gets in the face of everyone, being like, yeah. yes, by the way, I'm winning this. Uh, Natalia stands up. I'm like, sit down, Natty. Come on, mate. She's in Canada. She's got superpowers. Asuka gets involved, and I'm like, oh, that's a match I want to see. Yep. Shayna versus Asuka. Yes, please. And then Natty had to ruin all of that. Yeah. And then they brawl. And what I liked about this was that Asuka starts brawling with Natalia. Liv starts brawling with Ruby. Sarah Logan stands there like an idiot. 
<laughs> like, well, there's no one for me to fight, I guess. I'm just going to stand here and look at Liv and Ruby fighting. Hmm. <laughs> yep. I they sure are fighting. I also love, by the way, massive credit to Liv Morgan for that dive over the table. Oh, yes, <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> it was the best thing she's done since coming back. <laughs> really, really good. She clattered herself over the table straight into Ruby Riot while she was sitting down. It was great. But then after that, like... 20 production people swarmed the ring. Not to break up the fight. No, no, no. Sorry, got to get these chairs out the ring. <laughs> Next segment's happening soon. <laughs> it's dangerous to go out there alone. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This was a ridiculous segment. I can't tell whether I liked it or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I did. Maybe no. I, no, but I sort of did because I loved Shayna. Right? Because like they're all brawling and Shayna's just applauding. Essentially saying without saying, you morons are just yeah. I'm going to win. Like you're all infighting. I'm just gonna destroy every single one of you in the chamber. And then, just so we all know who's winning the Elimination Chamber, <laughs> Becky Lynch came out and they had a big pull apart brawl and it was rad. Yeah. Right. Don't do this match. Don't do the Elimination Chamber. It is a waste of a spot on the card. You're already doing uh, the SmackDown have got an Elimination Chamber, right? Mm -hmm. The report was they were going to do a men's one. Like that was, yep. the, that was the local advertising. They, they announced on SmackDown, Lacey Evans said she was going to be entering the Elimination Chamber and so did someone else. Roman? Someone said it. So you'd think there's going to be two Elimination Chamber matches for SmackDown. There's not going to be a men's one for Raw because we've already got McIntyre. But there's going to be a women's one. So three Chamber three matches? Cha like you don't need three Chamber matches on this oh. show. You may as well have had two Chamber matches for SmackDown mm -hmm. and then had Becky Lynch and Ask uh, Becky Lynch and Shayna do a contract signing for WrestleMania. Mm. We've already picked her. Like, yeah. Becky has effectively said, you are the person I'm facing at WrestleMania. So why are we pretending that Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright, that way you could have had Liv and Ruby have a singles match mm -hmm. and put that on the pay-per-view. Yeah. You could have had Asuka and Natalia have singles matches because they've been building that as a feud. Rather than sort of like wasting his, this chamber yeah. spot or you know with, with this chamber, I think it's a bit of a waste of time. Um, I'm sure it's going to be good, like, but it's, mm. I just think it's a bit of a, a, bit of a waste. And yeah, it, and it doesn't help that, like I, I said this last week, but it does bear worth, worth whatever that says. <laughs> I'm gonna repeat it is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I speak good. Um, if Shayna doesn't win the chamber, mm -hmm. if they swerve us and she doesn't win the chamber, what was the point of all of this? Yeah. What a waste of time. Yeah. What a waste of build. I, I, I don't think- you're not gonna do. I don't think there's any way that Shayna can't win this. From the amount of build that they've I done- I said that about the Rumble and, and Charlotte won. Like, is Charlotte winning this as well? But the thing is, though, if Shayna didn't win the Rumble, there's still a way for her to have the Mania match. Yeah, true. I think if Shayna doesn't win this, someone else is facing Becky. So all the build they don't have is just off to the side. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they, they would just can the feud for no reason. Vince doesn't like building feuds that you can't pay off on. So I would think that they've done the build for it. They'll do it. Even if they have a different winner for the Rumble, you can't have a different winner. There's no more chances unless they literally have a different winner, have like Natalia win it. And then the next night on Raw, it's like Natalia versus Shayna for the number one spot at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only way. I don't think that's a ma massive cop out. They won't do that. Uh, I'm also putting my cast down on the table here. I think because Beth Phoenix is coming back to the show next week mm -hmm. uh, to address the Edge situation, I think she's going to team with Natalia, and that's going to be uh, the WrestleMania tag title match. It'll be Natalia and Beth versus the Kabuki Warriors. Oof. Because, like, 
who else can the Kabuki Warriors feud with? You've already got Asuka feuding with Natalia. Yeah. So you may as well get the tag titles involved with yeah. that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, right, up next we had uh, the first of our two advertised matches. Advertised matches. Advertised sure matches. Start the show, they said these matches were happening. The first was Angelo Dawkins versus Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Um, sorry. Uh, they cut a promo calling him Murph the Smurf. Um, very quick match. Dawkins had it won, but Rollins jumped in and caused the DQ. Simple. It lasted like two minutes. Yeah, less than. Yeah. It was simple stuff. And then Ford challenges Rollins to a match. Rollins looked at him being like, what? <laughs> and the commentary said like, did Ford just call out Seth Rollins? I'm like, you told me at the start of the show they were having a match. You advertised this. Why are we acting surprised? It's like Rollins walked away and Ford was just like, uh, 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 give me a mic. Hey, Seth, we remember we have that match we're supposed to be doing. Get back to the ring, Seth. <laughs> it's like, what? What are we? <laughs> I was like, I can't believe he just challenged into a match. <laughs> he told me it was happening. Like two hours ago. I really like there was just some sort of mix up where someone sent someone the running sheets like, make the graphics for tonight. Here are the matches. And someone made all the graphics and they're like, Ah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I didn't get version 12.7 of the script. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then we got Montez Ward versus Seth Rollins. I'm just going to say now, I don't care about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. like, it was very silly it was. that they, so they were acting surprised about a, uh, an advertised match that they were then, you know, that's all silly stuff. Mm -hmm. Because this match was awesome. It was great. Montez Ford is a star. Yep. He is a future WWE champion. He's the future top guy of this company and this industry. I've been saying this for years on this channel. All get aboard the Luke Owen hype train. Montez Ford is the best and he is going to be WWE champion someday. Is he going to beat Lesnar for the title? I'd love that. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. I thought Montez Ford was awesome in this match. I, saw, I thought Seth Rollins was awesome in this match. I thought this match was awesome. I thought the finish was awesome. I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I don't really have much else to add to that. It was, it awesome. was great. It's really, really good stuff. And he can take a buckle bomb like no one's Oh, that was a great spot. That one he took into the barricade. Mm. Hey, man, I thought we were going to do that after the ballast situation. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Sting. Rollins um, won with the stump, by the way. Great yeah. looking stump as well. Yeah. Uh, Ford missed the frog splash. Mm -hmm. And then as he was sort of selling the missing of the frog splash, Rollins hit the stump. So it really felt like Ollins, Ollins, Ollins. Rollins eked out this Really missing win. Ollie today, aren't you? <laughs> Very bad at leaving shows. Ollins uh, Davis. Um, <laughs> As, you know, he, he got the stomp and got the win. You could tell how long this match had gone because Seth was full on frizzy hair. Mm, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how you know how hard Seth has worked in a match is how big his hair has gone. It's like like uh, Monica in Friends when they go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't get. Do you know what? We didn't have a women's match on this show. No. Because they were all in that contract signing, but we did get a promo for Rhea Ripley saying she's great, and she, she is. is. And yeah, there was no mention of Charlotte being on NXT this week. So. Here's my theory as to why. Okay. Because they think AEW is going to win in the ratings. Mm -hmm. And so if they'd announced Charlotte on Raw, which has got you know their big viewership, mm -hmm. and that viewership then doesn't watch NXT, that's, you know, doesn't reflect mm -hmm. great. If you don't announce it's going to happen on Raw, and then it was like, well, you know, we didn't announce it on Raw, so of course the same amount of people tuned in. Like yeah. no one from Raw tuned in for that match. Yeah, and, it's possible. And still, and still lost. I'd also say... Charlotte's already been on NXT, like, two weeks ago. Once, twice, yep. Yeah, that one. And then she got dumped on her face by Bianca and Charlotte. It was great. Uh, by uh, uh, Rhea yeah. and, and Bianca, it was great. So I don't know if it's as much of a, like, oh, my God, Charlotte on NXT? Because we've just seen it, like, a couple weeks ago. But it's ago. a match, though. 
Like she's going yeah. there for a match with Bel Air. So like yeah. that does feel like it's a much bigger deal than just going there to challenge That's Rhea true. Ripley. Like yeah, this yeah, feel, yeah. like this is Charlotte's first NXT match in four years. Like mm. and you know, and she was, you know, Paige and Summer Rae and Emma sort of like laid some very, very small groundworks for this, like the women's division in NXT, which was then really capitalized on by Becky, Charlotte, Sasha Banks and Bailey. And those four really like they built that house. Like Paige, they were the foundations. Those four built that house. They built NXT. Mm -hmm. Without those four, we wouldn't have the women's division we currently have on the main roster because they were the ones who were driving this. You can do women's wrestling great, mm -hmm. and it's awesome. Like, I know TNA were doing it 10 years ago, but like yeah. <laughs> maybe we should also do it now. Yeah. So I think Charlotte going back is quite a big deal. And mm. I, I'm super excited to see her and Bianca Belair. Totally, yeah. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be a really, really great match. Um, and then we had the main event of Randy Orton and Kevin Owens. Mm. So... As I said, like I thought it was a fine show that yes. was elevated by a couple of things. Those being Drew's promo, those being Shayna Baszler being just awesome. Um, the some of the matches like uh, An Angelo, sorry, Montez Ford and Seth Rollins and Carrillo Gaza, and the twist at the end, which I did not see coming. Yeah, really elevated. So I actually I, I said in my review that I wasn't sure if it was a low core or a high average. I think I'm going with a low core. I'd agree. Yeah, low four out of five for me as well. Great stuff. Right, okay, well, let's get into the rest of your super, super, super chats. Thank you all so much for all the support you've given this channel with your, your thumbs up and your comments and your subscribes and going over to Parts Funknown and giving that a subscribe mm. as well. Like, we, we appreciate every single one of you. Like, I, I've been overwhelmed yes. recently with the, yeah. the great support we've been having. Um, so, Saxon H said, Inside Rowan's cage is all of the dead rambling rabbits. <sighs> I don't think it is. No. I really don't think that Fiend is connected to anything that's on Raw, no. least of which his former Wyatt family members. No. Do you want to take this, actually? I've, I've spoken a lot. Sure, yeah. Uh, Matthew Muldoon said, uh, KO is looking jacked. Uh, Vince's fat shaming works again. Well, he is jacked. I don't know if that has anything to do with Vince, necessarily, yeah. but... I don't really know as much of a difference in KO. No. No. I, maybe it's the, the big sleeve tattoo just makes it look like yeah. more... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've but, not noticed. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, on. sorry. Michael Dominguez uh, says, Luke, did you get my email? Uh, I don't also, know. I was just thinking Black should team with Ricochet, because of their history, uh, and take on the OC. Then AJ jumps him. Uh, WWE are definitely in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, we could totally see that. I guess after Ricochet's finished with his WWE Championship match against Lesnar at Super Showdown. Which totally means uh, that. Uh, could do... Um, yeah, Black and Ricochet is a kind of a reunion of that well-known tag team uh, to take on the OC would be pretty cool. I'd be into that feud. Uh, I, yeah, I would too as well, actually. I've just had a quick check, Michael, and I've not had an email from you. Uh, so send that again. It's luke at wrestletalk.com. Mm. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmarin says, uh, can't believe WWE did a better cult gimmick in Seth than the Dark Order. Uh, and we would never have saw it last year that Drew is a great top baby face now. I mean, I we mean, did see it in NXT. Yeah, I was going to say, we saw it. Yeah, I think a lot of people did see that. Like when Drew came up to the main roster and he was just paired as Dolph's bodyguard, we like we all said at the time, what a complete waste of Drew McIntyre. Yeah. He should already like he should have just been instantly inserted into that top scene yeah. as a babyface as well because he's so good mm -hmm. in that role. He's a great heel, but he's also a tremendous babyface. I didn't mind him coming up as a heel as long as he was pushed in that kind of solo guy 
doesn't need any lackeys or to follow anyone and will just beat up anyone because he can because it's fun. Yeah. That's a fine gimmick for him. Hated him as Dolph's bodyguard. It's not good. And you're right as well. WWE have done a cult gimmick way better than the Dark, uh, than the Dark Order. Yep, I'm a great. Fan. I'm a Dark Order fan. Yeah. I'm one of the few. <laughs> uh, Blake Carpenter. Oh, see, I can say his name right. <laughs> yes. uh, it says, uh, Ricochet versus Brock is so badly undersold, I suspect something very weird may happen, but not a Ricochet win. Uh, <laughs> also, Chopper's quite an upgrade from Ollie. Hey! From Oily. Oily, sorry. Yeah, yeah can't, can't say his name right. Um, yeah, you're completely right. It's been totally undersold. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it is the Saudis won a Brock match. Yes. That, that is that's the, the, that's the tall and skinny of this, is that the Saudi Arabian government want Brock Lesnar matches at their shows, mm -hmm. so he's getting one. It has no bearing on WrestleMania plans. It is just there to be there. Yep. It's kind of the problem with Super Showdown and some of the I was going to say, shows. that's the card as a whole. It's there like to these, be there. These things, the problem with these shows are just that they are this sort of like an albatross, this sort of like this anchor that just mm -hmm. gets in the way of you doing other WrestleMania plans. It's almost like these would be better to be after WrestleMania. So you must like, it's almost like WrestleMania Part 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably a better way to do it. Mm hmm. Um, uh, Jose Quinde uh, says Umberto loses then turns on Ray and joins Andrade and Garza to become the WWE beautiful slash handsome people's group Latino edition that would be a super like that's a cute team that's a very good team and honestly I'd be okay with that if the storyline was right for it why would Umberto turn is what I'd want to know but yeah. I, I'm, possibly I'm, I'm kind of pining for that four way now Mm. Yeah, that would be really cool. Talk my sex tape. Hey, uh, Matthew McFadden uh, said, uh, went to the same uni as Drew. Oh. Was so proud when he won the Rumble. His character is so good. The sarcasm, humor, and banter, so British. What a dude. I love Drew McIntyre so Man. much. I mean, we've said before on the show, I'd love to go for a drink with Drew. Yeah, Because I've, I've never been for a drink with him. No. You must have been able to go for drinks with him going to university. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I don't know whether he went at the same time or he just went to the same university as Drew mm, McIntyre, right. but we'll see. Um, on the subject of WWE in general, mm. Gazzatola of Rock and Roller says WrestleMania needs to open with DX dressed as pirates and doing the SpongeBob intro. Are you ready, kids? Aye, <laughs> aye, Captain. I said, are, are you ready? ready? That's so good. I mean, I you lost that. me when you said you wanted DX at the start of this, but you won me over yeah, by the end. won me back. Yeah. Absolutely. Metal Bear, I'm thrilled that an AJ versus Black feud is now on the cards. I'm a huge fan of Black when given a story. Velveteen Dream springs to mind. Say my name. From an in-ring perspective, this should be great. Should be fantabulous. No one can sell a black mask like AJ oh, Styles. Amazing. Yep. Simon Gange, I didn't watch because WWE has lost my good faith, but how was my home crowd? Very good. Yeah, they were great all night, yeah. Really good, yeah. And I've got to say, Simon, I think you should, yeah, I, since Rumble, actually mm -hmm. since the start of this year, Yeah. Like I think Raw has been, SmackDown, I can take or leave. Pass it's, on SmackDown. It's such a bland <laughs> show, which we talk about on the podcast, that yeah. the worst thing about SmackDown is it's not boring or bad, it's bland. Yeah. Um, but Raw and NXT, I think, are just are so good at the moment. They are. And Raw in particular, I think, has been a great, great show. Mm -hmm. Um, Lena Bliss said they did mention that Charlotte would be on NXT. I mean, sort of like as a graphic, it's like a big thing being mm -hmm. like, she is going to be, Whoa, they Charlotte were just saying NXT. that she is going to be at WrestleMania as opposed to having a graphic, you know, video packages from Bianca Belair saying these two are going to have a match. That's mm -hmm. what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Tim Arndt, um, you say that the internet stuff doesn't <laughs> count. Seth Rollins' Twitter would like to have a word with you. But yeah. Seth Rollins' heel turn doesn't include the Twitter stuff. That's the no. genius of it. It's just... It's anything on from the fiend has led to this. The Twitter stuff and his interviews is just sort of like 
partially fueled the creative, mm. but it's not. It wasn't the reason he turned. No, exactly. And yeah, talking about Ruby Riot's green hair isn't furthering a feud with Liv Morgan. Uh, and Joe Libro says, I hope after WrestleMania, if Drew wins the Raw, Vince comes down and congratulates him, and Drew and Vince uh, turn heel again on uh, Vince turns heel again on Drew like he did with Brett. <laughs> Um, I don't think we need Vince. No, I don't want Vince on my screen, really. Oh, speaking of screens, the screen's just gone off. No! I've had it, I've had it on for too long. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Oh, uh, well. You take it away. Yeah, Russell Talk related super chats. Uh, Austin Baker said, uh, uh, 420 made this show better. Hashtag push Pete. A bit early, aren't you? I was going to say. Still Thank you. 25 minutes away from that. Ayo. Uh, Jose Quinde said, uh, Russell Talk hires a blonde beloved by many. Joins a group of stars and tries to take over. Sounds like the New Japan Bullet Club nightmare storyline. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Soren Nord uh, said, "Did Ollie have a shaving accident?" <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I can read the next bit. If I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know they were that hairy. Didn't well, know they were that hairy. With Manscapes uh, technology, it's yeah. impossible to get those sort of nicks and cuts. I know. It's crazy. Uh, anyways, nice the to big hairy balls chopper. <laughs> I know. Nice to see you too. Us. What? The amount of takes that took I, that, us I, that does not surprise me in the slightest. The amount it takes. It took me and Ollie like four takes for him to get close to my <laughs> face. So for him to scream that at close quarters at Laurie's face he must have taken a while. So close to it. It was like yeah. every take we did, he just got closer. It was yeah. so funny. And uh, Leslie N says, uh, it makes me happy to hear you happy about WWE. Makes me, me too. happy. Ma absolutely, it makes me happy. Like yeah. being negative about the show is no fun. No, exactly. Waking up and your job is to hate something is not fun. Welcome to my Saturdays. <laughs> so, I'm joking. So sorry. I don't hate this job. Don't take that out of context. So yeah, I love the fact that Raw is brilliant. Like I, I Tuesday mornings now are like they're so exciting because mm -hmm. I get up. I mean, I'm getting up at six a.m., which is early as balls. My wife is still in bed, so I could just like lie in bed with a bit longer with my wife. But I'm like, no, no I want to get watch Raw. Mm -hmm. like, I want to go. I want to know the next chapters of these stories. I just think that yeah, I think WWE at, at the moment, with the exception of SmackDown, is really really on fire at the moment. I think mm -hmm. they're doing great great work. Competition brings out the best in people. Absolutely, but it's not competition. email in from Johannes who says hello WrestleTalk crew recently I convinced my lady partner to watch all of the MCU movies with me in chronological order nice last night we got to Avengers Age of Ultron during the scene at the party where they're attempting to lift Mjolnir, Mjolnir uh, my girlfriend asked whether or not Captain America moved it I told her I have no idea they never mention it again <laughs> and now I'm eagerly awaiting to see her face when that moment happens mm -hmm. in Avengers Endgame. My question is as follows. Are there any OMG moments that you've shown a friend or lady partner without spoiling the ending just to see their reaction? If not, uh, what would you show them and why? <sighs> Nothing quite on that scale, I wouldn't think. Uh, I remember when this was actually just after me and my lady partner started dating properly. Uh, I was trying to get her more into wrestling. Uh, and from the very brief things that we watched together when we met up with friends, uh, she liked Seth Rollins, because mm -hmm. he's an attractive man. He's a handsome dude. Yep. And she liked Adam Cole, and I was a like, because he's a handsome man. Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, and I explained to her a kind of like a history of the shield and why they were so cool and how I was so into them and all that stuff. And then we started, I showed her parts of WrestleMania 30, mm -hmm. 
Um, partly because that Daniel Bryan stuff, is, anyone can understand that and get on board with it. It's yeah. a great story. Uh, but I didn't tell her that The Shield was on the show. Uh, granted, they were in a really bad match against the New Age Outlaws. It's a squash match. But they're, squash they're match. on the show. Yeah. Uh, so I purposefully didn't tell her they were on the show. And then she was like, oh, The Shield in this. I was like, oh, I don't know, can't remember. It was a while ago. It was mainly for the Daniel Bryan stuff. And then when The Shield came out, she was like, oh my God, it's Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is great. So that's kind of similar, I guess, but much smaller. <laughs> the only one I can really think of is when I was 14, I think it was my 14th birthday, mm. um, my friends and I went to go see The Sixth Sense in the cinema. Mm. And I had actually already seen it because I'd gone to the pictures with my dad the week previous. So I knew what was coming. Mm. And I specifically wanted to go and see The Sixth Sense because I wanted to see my friend's reaction when the reveal happens. Mm -hmm. Spoilers for The Sixth Sense. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure has been spoiled by everyone at this point. Um, But literally, about a minute before it happened, my friend shouted out loud, Oh, Bruce Willis is dead. (laughs) I was like... Get worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so, so good. That's very good. Thank you very yeah. much for that email. Um, I am going to read out uh, this email from Ed uh, from Eddie, who says, "Hello, Luke, Ollie, Fakerdor, Chopper, Whopper, and the one and only Randy Randall Keith Datsun. I'm running to tell you boys about how I feel once again. I've fallen in love with wrestling." I've been watching wrestling for the majority of my life now. I'm nearly 16. I've been watching since I was eight. When I first started watching, I was hooked. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. So he's 16. Uh, so when he started watching when he was eight, it would have been 2012. 2012, man. Crikey. I know. So that's after, that's after Money in the Bank. Yep. So that's after the summer so of that's punk. Shield. Shield, yeah. That's like yeah. Shield era. Shield time. Wow. Yeah. Um, it slowly became an obsession of mine where I didn't go a single day where I wasn't watching WWE or even TNA. Bloody hell, you're watching TNA in 2012, you poor bugger. Uh, (laughs) Which my dad got me into. However, as time went on, I began watching less and less and only was keeping up by watching the big pay-per-views and being subscribed to You Boys, Cultaholic, and Solid Monster. I've heard of at least one of those. Uh, (laughs) I'd always hear about you and Ollie about how you stopped wrestling altogether at points in your life and assumed I was just about to go down that road. However, this past month of wrestling TV has absolutely brought me back to full fandom. Raw for the first time in a while has made me excited for next week's show. NXT continues to be fantastic. Smackdown has been... But AEW... (laughs) He does say brackets, insert pause, because let's be honest, it hasn't been anything. Uh, But AEW is what brought me back. Everything about AEW for the past month or so kept me coming back for more. Bias. Cody and MJF are fantastic. Boxing the inner circle, beautiful. I can't really enjoy the Dark Order, even if I can even really enjoy the Dark Order, even if no anyone else doesn't. I'm at the point where my excitement for Revolution matches, my excitement for any past WrestleMania. I truly agree with you guys. Said that we are living in an age with the best weekly wrestling TV of all time. Anyway, thank you guys so much for keeping me in the loop despite my age. I've been watching you guys for years now, since when Alex Shane and Charlie Shakespeare would present the news. You are my first wrestling channel that I started watching daily. So you've been a major part of my life, and I hopefully can give you back to uh, give back to you boys one day by becoming a pledgehammer. All the best, Eddie Cunningham. What a great email! Thank you, Eddie. Thank you very, very That's much. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. The all the weekly shows are really good. Raw, NXT, AEW. I feel so bad for you, man. We were talking about this on Friday, but you poor bastard, like you have to Gosh. come in on a Saturday, so you're, you're giving up a day of your weekend. Yeah. Do you know it's not too bad because you and your lady partner get the Monday together, which, yeah, which is quite fine. lovely, so yeah. you, get, you get an actual weekend together. 
if I do feel bad, you've got to come in, hang out with Randy for a few hours. <laughs> and SmackDown is just the blandest <laughs> show. That is, yeah, that is what it is. It is so boring. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but I think if it was boring, there'd be something to say. But there isn't, though, because it's the same show every week. It's, I, don't, I don't know if I could say it's boring. It's bland, which I think ultimately is worse. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's, there's little things that are really good, which prevents me from just being like, this show is terrible and I hate everything. It's like, the Otis storyline is so good. But it's, it's, such it's a, magnificent. But it's such a minor part of the show that it doesn't make up for all the rest of the crap that's surrounding it. What are your predictions for the Otis storyline? Uh, they'll, have, uh, they'll get together at WrestleMania, I think. Otis and Mandy. Oh, it's Mandy, yeah. yeah. I've seen a few people, like, we had some emails in on, like, in the mailbag suggesting it could be Otis and Tucker. Like, they split up, and it's it's revealed that Tucker is the one that set up Dolph to go on the date. No. Um, no. And I, I, the other one I saw was it's going to be Otis and Mandy versus mm-hmm. Tucker and Sonya. That's also dumb. So it's like it's the tag team split up, mm. but have formed a new tag team together. I could see a tag team splitting up, but I think it'd be Fire and Desire splitting up because I think it's Sonya Deville that has set up Otis, possibly in conjunction with Dolph. So then they have maybe Sonya and Dolph versus Mandy and Otis. Uh, but because there was the whole oh, thing Bobby where. Tucker. Uh, But then there was the whole thing where like Mandy texted Otis to say she was running late, but she wasn't running late. She was there first and someone had messaged her, uh, messaged Otis off her phone. Probably Sonya Deville. Unless it it was Mandy. Like unless Mandy, what if this has all been like a big heel ploy by Mandy Rose to make fun of Otis? But it wouldn't make any, they totally do it. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. That's exactly why they do it. Because they can all be like heels and yuck it up that we yeah. made fun of the silly big man. Oh, God. No, that would be awful. Anyway, um, Gara emails and say, Hello, WrestleTalk crew. There's so many of you to name now. Love the fact the team is growing with so many members and seeing Adam back really made my year so far. This email is a bit of an appreciation one for what you guys do. One thing I've found as I've listened to your podcast over the years is that I have very different views on things in comparison to you guys. For example, I'm quite right-leaning conservative who absolutely loves spending money on fancy clothes, which I know Luke isn't too sold on. <laughs> and I have different views on how the world operates. However, I felt more part of the community than I do with you guys. It's really amazing that you have a wonderful community that you've built up and I'm so happy to be a part of it. All in all, just goes to show that people from all walks of life can really come together and form a community around something we all love, like professional wrestling, even though we may agree morally on certain things. You guys have taught me and showed me so much about the wrestling world, for which I'm forever grateful. Sorry for the long email, but honestly, I think the amazing community and channel you guys have built is great. Love you guys so much, Gara. Well, thanks very much, Gara. Yeah, it's really nice to have something where we can just kind of escape a little bit from the real world and just talk about something that's really dumb, like <laughs> professional wrestling. And it is dumb. It is very dumb, but it's, it's great. Dumb. It's a great kind of dumb. It is a great kind of dumb. I'm trying to think, what other emails can I do? What you got on plan for this week? Nothing. Are you, are no. you, are you doing Pancake Day? Because it's through See, Tuesday. Yeah. See, I'm, I, uh, I didn't realize it was until I was on the train into work this morning. So I messaged my lady partner being like, hey, it's Pancake Day today. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, do you want to do pancakes? I was like, I mean, I'm easy. If you want to do it, we can, but like, I don't know, whatever. She was like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy some stuff for it. But then she was like, do you want American pancakes? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> if, we're, if we're gonna do this. If we're doing pancakes, we're doing it properly. We're having crepes, because they're, they're the best ones, don't at me. Um, 
totally totally <laughs> oh, I'm getting so at it right it, now. It's at Pete Quinnell. Yeah, at Pete Double Quinnell. Double N, double L. But yeah, I, I think if we do, we'll have like one each. I, it's not going to be a big deal, I don't think. Yeah, because like, so in our office block today, mm. our office manager um, put out a giant spread of pancakes. And there was the American style, there were crepes, there were... You just roll your R. No, I was just in crepes. Oh, I did roll my R a little you bit. You did roll your R. Yeah, yeah. um, but they also had like waffles and, and things like that. And like more toppings than you could shake a stick at. There was loads of fruit. They even had like like these wonderful uh, wasabi peas. That mm. They didn't really have out for the pancakes. They were just like, if you want some wasabi peas, I've also got some Bombay mix if you'd like that too. And I'm like, <laughs> this, is a, this is a great feast. Yeah. So I text the boys. I was like mm -hmm. in the office being like, boys, I know Ollie's not in today, but pancake day upstairs and holy heckins is there a lot of pancakes up here mm -hmm. took a photo sent it to everyone i was expecting a lot of you to like come upstairs for one o'clock and we'd all have pancakes together mm -hmm. but not one of you showed up i had in fairness i just had lunch like that minute when you texted i just finished my lunch i, I was you, quite full i texted you just as i was about to start my lunch just for the yeah, word. just for just for context. Just for context, because um, I, I eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I wasn't too interested. And then a lot of people, when we saw this message, were like, is it pancake day today? We all just kind of had a chat about what pancakes we like and whether people like baked beans or not. I don't know how we got onto that. It was Randy. Because yeah. Randy said he yes, was, it was Randy. Because Randy said he wasn't going to come up unless there were beans and cheese involved. That's so right. I, I lied and said there were beans and cheese there. Yeah. And he still didn't bite. Yeah, but he also doesn't like baked beans, so I don't even know why he messaged that. He doesn't like baked beans. No. What? Yeah, I know. What? I'm going to message him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you carry on. See, 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 then Laurie and Adam were there just rinsing Andy for not liking baked beans. And I had to awkwardly come and just be like, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them. What? <laughs> what? You don't like them either. It's not that I don't like them, but it's like if I'm having like, you know, like a breakfast buffet or something and there's baked beans there, I probably won't choose it. That is madness. How However, absolute insanity. if like I'm at like a cafe or a restaurant or something and I order a full English and it comes with beans, I won't complain that they're there. I'll still have them. I'd just rather not. At a breakfast buffet? Yeah. You wouldn't have baked beans. <laughs> What are you having on your plate? What is this dry nonsense that you're putting on your plate? Sauces do exist, Luke. Yeah, and baked beans is sort of like all it's all sauce and protein. So, so oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm really missing protein with my bacon, sausages, and eggs. I did come at that from a vegetarian perspective. <laughs> with my vegetarian sausages. But anyway, so like, okay, so what is on your breakfast plate at a breakfast buffet? Uh, so I probably have uh, bacon, sausages, eggs, hash browns. Kind of eggs. What eggs are we talking about? Uh, I could, pretty much any. Fried, scrambled is fine. Mm. Uh, if I'm feeling really fancy, I could go poached, but oh, no. Love a poached egg. Poached eggs are great. Uh, and then I'll probably have like hash browns. Great show. Um, fried tomatoes sometimes. Uh, mushrooms. There's a lot of things, just not, just not beans. I'm, I'm lost for words. <laughs> Absolutely stunned at this. You wait till Ollie gets back tomorrow. I know. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be great. Do you know what? Like twenty percent of our team doesn't like baked beans. <laughs> How has this happened? Again, they're fine. 
It's not that I I hate them. I don't have a vendetta against baked beans. I just wouldn't choose them. We were uh, watching MasterChef last night. Because mm-hmm. MasterChef's back, everyone. So, oh, like, good. You know, we're into a glory period of TV <laughs> because we've got MasterChef for the next like six to eight weeks. And it's just brilliant because it's on three days a week. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. And every time it comes on every year, me and my wife talk about what would you cook? You know, because the first challenge in this new series is you cook your signature dish. And I was like, full English breakfast. Mm-hmm. I would make sausage patties, vegetable sausage patties. I would do scrambled tofu, my own baked beans. I would do some herby mushrooms, some uh, bacon, and uh, and some like you know uh, some herby cherry tomatoes. Because mm-hmm. I like breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, and I particularly love making a full English. And then we talked about how what would happen if I made it through. Like so, if you win that round. Like you get through into the next yeah. round and you get to cook more of your signature stuff. If you don't, you have to cook with the ingredients they give you. Right. And they gave you, there was a, it was a fish, some fennel and tomatoes. And, and I was like, oh, I'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely gone. Absolutely screwed because yeah. I, I like fennel, but I've no idea how to cook with it. Mm, yeah, no, not, not I wouldn't have had a, a blues clue of what to do mm-hmm. with that. I can't remember why we talked about this. Yeah, baked beans. So, baked beans. Anyway. So I, I mean, I was talking about this in my review. Someone actually left a comment on my video, my review video today, because mm-hmm. I said the Angel Garza Umberto career match was just two perfect things coming together, mm-hmm. like um, roast beef and gravy, like shepherd's pie and gravy, yeah. like chips and gravy. It's just <laughs> perfect things That's all good. coming together. Yeah, and someone good. commented saying, "Like chips and gravy, come on, you're better than that." And I was like, "What? What? What? There is nothing better than chips and gravy." Okay, so. Chips and gravy, I will say, is very much kind of like a, a... It's a more northern thing in the UK. I was not aware of chips and gravy until I was, like, 17 or something like that, because I just wasn't around it. When I went to university, I started to, you know, be a bit more cultured. Then I found out that chips and gravy was a thing, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Why is it not in the South? Yeah, chip wet. It's very good. Oh, yeah. It's very, very good, especially with cheese as well. Yeah, you know, I can get... I mean, that's poutine. That's the, yeah, it's basically know, it's poutine. A, a yeah. Canadian staple. Yeah. Um, that's why I love Canada so much. Because, <laughs> because they have poutine. National dishes, chips and gravy. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I, um, I don't massively miss junk food. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really miss the like, Burger Kings and, and McDonald's, things like that. So yeah. going vegetarian. But I do kind of miss KFC. Mm-hmm. And the reason, like, um, you know, despite the fact they're a terrible company and they swore that, um, I miss their gravy. Mm-hmm. Their chips and gravy was amazing. It yeah. was so, so delicious. That's the only thing I think I really miss about KFC. <laughs> Which you could still have. Uh, it's nice chicken gravy. It's, oh, ma- it's made with right. chicken carcass, which is ah. why it's so good. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Although, funny enough, you can have OXO chicken gravy and mm-hmm. their meat gravy, because there's no actual, mm. it's just meat, no flavor, meat in it. It's just yeah. meat flavorings. Yeah. Um, to all you people who's like, vegetarians are the worst. And I'm like, <laughs> half the stuff you eat is vegetarian. <laughs> um, right, I'll just have a quick check to see if we've got any other emails. Uh, I'm like, sure we're, we're going to get a lot of baked bean based ones. Oh, totally. Andy has not responded to me oh, since I made that comment to him, because he has no concept of doing work. Um, <laughs> Uh, and Chris Smith actually emailed in um, about the. I need to sign to that computer. Uh, Hollywood uh, WrestleMania vignettes, because we were talking about how mm, yes. WrestleMania goes Hollywood again next year. 
and we were asking for suggestions on you know what they could do as possible vignettes. Chris emailed in to say, uh, hello, Rust Talk team, here's my suggestion. Brock Lesnar in The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, wait, he can't act. Make that Vince McMahon in the I'm not leaving scene. <laughs> That's good. Now, I don't believe in that because I think Brock Lesnar can act. I think he's a great actor. Um, he's also suggested that we start calling the Blue Collar Dream jog, uh, Job segments Blue Collar Jobbers, which I very, very much like. I think that's very, That's very good. good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we will call this to an end. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back on... Okay, so it's going to be slightly different this week. Um, Super Showdown has kind of knackered out all of our plans because it's on the same day as both the NXT and AEW podcasts. So... What we're going to do is we're going to do the AEW podcast because Ollie and I are coming in late to do the Super Showdown stream. But I don't think we're doing NXT this week because we don't have the manpower. And really, we're just going to, we're going to flood everyone's podcast feeds with it. I was going to say, or we might be doing it on Friday or something. I don't know. I don't know because even then on Friday, we've got a lot of reviews going up. Yes. Sort of post-Super Showdown fallout. And we've got the Super Showdown review itself. Mm -hmm. So... There's a lot of moving parts here, but basically we may not get an NXT review this week. Um, but we will be back also on Saturday. You'll be doing the SmackDown podcast with Randy Andy Danson. Mm -hmm. And the week after, the magazine show will return. But there's also no magazine show this week because Super Showdown has ruined all the plans. Yep. That's what, what it we does. do pay-per-views on a Thursday. Yep. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.